and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today, my special guest is Sherry Traxler, who is, um, <laughs> gotta always get my pronunciation on. How are you feeling today, Sherry? I am feeling amazing. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm so good. Let's get your introduction here so everyone knows how amazing you are. You're an author, speaker, podcast host, and coach. You mentor private clients in speaking. She helps professionals create a fun lifestyle and, and authentic energy. After you hear Sherry today, check out her book, Go for 28 Days to Eat, Move, and Enjoy Life's God's Way, and her podcast. Real Wellness. For companies, she develops a wellness culture so teams think better, feel better, and get more done. She holds her master in health promotion and a certified personal trainer, health coach, nutrition specialist, intuitive eating counselor. She's also a national speaker for Medical Fitness Association and had led fitness episodes for Viacom Cable, Talk Corporate mm -hmm. Wellness, and Belmont University, and, we're not done, directed programs for 12 years at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. So I guess my first question is, what did you not do? <laughs> well, Let's start there. Okay, I'll tell you what I did, but don't do now. How's that? <laughs> is uh, through through my journey, I am super, super blessed that from the time I was a kid, I knew what I wanted to do. So that means, yes, I have gotten to do this for <clears throat> over 30 years now. And through that, I figured out I, I don't really love working with high performance athletes. So somebody who's highly competitive on the you know, the collegiate level or higher, that is not my thing. What's funny with that, Jessica, is that my brother is. He has the same undergrad and grad degrees that I do, or very similar. And he's like, give me the athletes. And I'm always like, give the athletes my card so that when they've been sitting behind a desk for 15 years after they graduate, then they're like, why, why is my stamina not as good? Why do I not feel as good as I did? It's like, then they can call me and they'll just get to work with my brother and me both. <laughs> I like that balance. I like that working together part. That's so amazing. Um, so I'm so glad you're here because like we just gave your super bio, right? You you know what we're talking about. You have the experience. You have the education. You bring in the light to your clients. So let's just get started. So tell us a little bit in your own words about what you do now. Okay. The day-to-day -day is twofold. One is for, and you read this a little bit in my bio, that it's with the individuals, they are busy professionals who they have tried and failed something in the wellness arena, whether it's, oh, I want to become a meditator or, oh, I want to, which I know is, you know, right up your alley, it's, it's you know, dealing with stress stuff, um, or I want to stick with an exercise routine. I want to eat healthier without dieting, which I'm, I'll get into that, but I've tried and I've failed. I've started, I've stopped how do I make this stick in a way that I really enjoy in my lifestyle? So that's one bucket of things I do on a daily basis is coaching people through that so that it's fun and it's easy for them. Then the other bucket is speaking at companies, at organizations. I've just had a speaking gig last week. I've got another one coming up at an HR conference next week. And then in a few weeks from now, I'm going to be speaking at a healthcare conference. So, and in fact, whenever you, when you, as in the listeners are listening to this, we will have just finished the healthcare conference. So with that, it's all about how do teams 
think better, feel better, and get more done? How is it that they can get energized without living on lattes? I've got one speech that is about how to switch habits, and I have a switch method that if you want to get into any of that, we can of, you know, what are the basics that you need to go through so that a habit is easier to stick with? Yeah, I think so going back, I think with the first one, with the the coaching, the one-on-one coaching, I think that one's so important because a lot of us have tried and not succeeded and tried and didn't like that program and tried and done this and put our money towards this and read this book and, you know, tried that new trend. And it's very, and I feel like I talk about this on a lot of my episodes of we try these certain things, but we have to realize not everything is made for us and figuring out what works the best for us. But I think also what you're saying too and then when we first met is something we definitely agreed on is how do we make these habits work for us? Right. Yeah. And that's what I think is really hard too, because I was just listening to another podcast and she hit it right on the dot. We, we really focus on our morning routines, right. When it comes to habit, oh, yeah. Go, yeah. I got this solid hour and I'm doing all these things. Great. I'm going to be so successful, but we forget the check-ins throughout the day. And then we forget our night routine. We just go, okay, well, let's start the day. I made my bed. I had my protein shake. I worked out. I journaled. I'm grateful. Let's go. And then I sit in traffic and then my shoulders get up here and then someone cuts me off and then my, my coffee spills on me and, and the thing just starts rolling and then I'm stressed again, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm overeating and then I'm not exercising and I'm not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's the, it's the, not only do you need a system just running down that trail a little bit, not only do you need a system for morning and a system for evening to get you ready for the next day, but you do need a system for recovery of something goes crazy. How do I recover from that? And for me, I'll just go ahead and share mine. I have one, for me, it's everything is, has to be simple. And then it also, you have to test and iterate because you were saying what works for one person doesn't work for somebody else. So as you are listening to this, I'm not saying this is what your one thing should be. But for me, it is a one thing is I take three breaths, slow breaths, relax my belly and just tell myself, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm worthwhile. I'm worth taking care of. I matter because normally where my mind goes is if something is like, let's say it's in traffic and coffee spills on me or whatever, or in my case, it would have been tea, but you know, okay. So something spills on me and messes up, whatever I'm, I mean, I'll be like, oh, when I get there, not only am I going to be late but now I'm going to look this certain way and everybody's going to judge me and then I'm going to be a bad person. So my, I know I have to cut that I'm bad or I'm not good enough because that's the root of a lot of mine is I cut that off and I go, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. You know, it's, I'm, I'm worthwhile. I'm valuable. And then it's like, that's true. I can show up here just looking crazy with this big stain on me and my worth has not changed. And that immediately helps me to recover. And then I can deal with whatever the actual problem is. I I love that you explained that because I was thinking recovery in a different way. And I'll tell you in just a second. Uh, yeah. so I, I, I love the way you explained that in the sense, you know, it's a lot of stepping back, right? So that's where those breaths are like, okay, let me pause. Right. I always think about this when I was growing up in my middle school, we had this stop sign and it said, stop and think, right. That's just, just yes. those three words. And but the thing is, they never really, not that I remember, they actually really explain like it's all right, I'm safe. I'm fine. What is my next step? Like having that internal talk. So I think that's so important, right? Because we forget 
we overlook how simple these tools are. Like you keep saying that simple word, but I also, and tell me your thoughts on this. When I think of recovery, I think of after I had this high stress, right? I just finished the project. I just made it to work through all that traffic. Um, the baby finally fell asleep. I found my wedding just got planned, right? That high stress. When I think of recovery, I'm thinking about like that crash as well. And I think, again, that's something we overlook and don't really create that awareness around. I always explain it as like a roller coaster. You know, you Mm -hmm. you go through all the funs and loops. And when you get off that roller coaster, you leave that stress, your belly's still going. You're still feeling it, right? What do you say about that? That is, yes. And that is another piece of the recovery. And that to me is the recovery more of a, um, like recovering from whether it's good stuff or bad stuff, not just in the moment, how do I recover myself? It's also how do I recover and get back to baseline? And one of the things that I loved in how you described that was, and I find this with my clients as we're looking at, you know, exercise, nutrition, whatever is when they, when you've got some good things going on, you feel like, Oh, cool. It's always going to be this way. So let's, (laughs) let's say that you've, you've just planned the wedding or whatever, and you feel amazing from it. And it's like, woo, I'm always going to feel this incredible and energetic all the time. No, all this good adrenaline is going to fade and you need to plan for that. Or one of the things that in the switch method that I teach is a seesaw of benefits and barriers. Well, one of the barriers, one of the challenges is that there are going to be unexpected things that come up. So, you know, let's say that you're learning how to eat healthier and you're, you're planning some meals and so forth. Well, you're also going to have a kid's soccer game run over. And I now I'm not able to, to prep my lunch for tomorrow. Or you're, some things are going to come up. And, and if you go into anything with the idea of it's always going to be perfect and all I have to plan for is perfect, It is not going to work. We have to plan for, you can't plan for every scenario. And that's one reason I like having one thing to go to, no matter what happens, I can always go to my three breaths and that gives me a moment to, to replan, but you're, you're not going to plan for everything. But if the things that would normally come up as a barrier for somebody with their exercise, with their nutrition, with their stress management, always having a place to, okay, it's not always going to be like this. Let's plan for what the most um, most common things would be that could happen. Does that make sense? No, it does make sense. It does make sense because I think what you're saying too is, so the way I describe stress is stress reaction to change. So there's always going to be something happening, right? And there's not always going to be that always happy, good stuff always going on. I created this habit. So that means nothing bad's going to happen. And I'm totally successful in this way. And like you said, Life is always going to happen. Traffic happens, soccer game gets late, kids have an accident, right? Things are always going to happen. So that one habit might not work in this scenario. So what do I have something to go back on? I think is so important. So I think there's a couple of things that are going on there. What is that one thing that you can rely on? My breath, right? Mm-hmm. And and having that awareness that it's not always going to work out, but that's okay. We have other things we can rely on. Yeah. You know, that, that makes me think of another piece of the switch method. And this is, I'm going to tell a story that just makes me so happy to, to tell, because I learned this from a client. One of the, one piece of the switch method 
of those small things to come back to is called a micro commitment. It's, it's this one of the seeds in the switch method. And I learned this from a client. I walked into, this was about 30 years ago. I walked into the fitness center where I was working and one of my clients was sitting in the lobby knitting. And it's like, what are you doing? And I, I joke with her. I was like, you know, the equipment's over there. And she looked at me, Jessica, just haggard. You've, you've had those days. We all have had those days. And she goes, I am spent. I am exhausted, but it's my day to be here. So I'm here. Ah. And I said, honey, when you feel better, we need to talk because you are on to something because she had realized. And now what's fun is because all of the habit research backs this up, but she had just kind of caught onto it on her own that if I, if I wait to feel like going to the gym or, or wait to go until I know I can do all of my workout. I'm going to miss a few days in a row and a few days in a row turns into what a few weeks. And then the next thing you know, it's January before you're back in. She was like, but I can always get myself to just physically go in there. And I cannot tell you, Jessica, how many people that that has made such a huge difference. I had a guy, I, I spoke at this, spoke at a conference once and I shared that story and two years later, I'm at another conference and this guy comes up to me and he was like, you changed my whole life, my health, how I think about all that. And just like, what? Tell me, this is awesome. And he goes, you told that story about it doesn't have to be all or none. Just, you know, make them just tiny, tiny little commitments that you know you can keep every day. He's like, I always thought if I didn't get up and walk on my treadmill for 30 minutes, there's no point. He was like, okay, now I'm just going to, even if I only have two minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes or 30 seconds. I'm going to get up and first thing I'm going to do is walk on my treadmill. He said, it's been two years since you told that story. And I am now regularly on my treadmill. Most of the time I've built up now to where it's 30 minutes. But if I don't have 30 minutes that day and I have two, I'm still on there to keep me in the habit. It's so, like you said, there's so much habit research that backs all this up, but it's so true, right? And it's, it's just little things. I talk a lot about this when it comes to reading. So it's one of my relaxed methods I like to encourage is reading something. I don't care if it's a blog. I don't care if it's the newspaper. It's the dusty book on your nightstand. Just read, right? And so a lot of times when we think about it, it's that time consuming. We're like, well, that just takes up too much time. I can't meal prep because it's too much time. I can't exercise because time. We we forget how long 24 hours is. We don't realize how much time we actually have. And I, I break it down too. What's one paragraph? What's two pages, right? Mm -hmm. Every night. And like you said, eventually you get those different habits that I'm always going to do this. My body now knows I'm always going to do this. Some days I might do 30 minutes. Great, amazing. But like you said earlier, even us that practice this, even us that preach and teach this, we still have moments where I grab my book, who I am a religious book reader. I love reading, okay? It is my one of my number one go-to stress relievers. There is times where my brain's saying no, my body's saying no, right? Mm -hmm. Do I still grab it and go, let me try? For sure, because sometimes it still works, mm -hmm. but it's not my all stressor. So I just, I love that story because like you said, it's, it's the simple. Do you feel, that's one of my questions I wanted to ask you, do you feel starting time? What do you feel is the hardest part about starting a habit? Well, it's not starting. Well, at least it's not starting the action because when you start the action, it's not a habit yet. So, but 
but when you're wanting to have a habit and you're starting it, that is not the hardest time because at that point you are on that high. You are looking at the benefit side of it. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel amazing. I'm going to have all this energy. You know, I'm going to, you know, my clothes are going to fit better or what I'm going to sleep better or whatever it is. That's not the hard time. The hard time is after you've had, I'd say the second or third stumble, the first stumble, it's kind of like, okay, well, that was a fluke. Your, your eye is still on the prize. After the second or third, you feel like, well, see, my identity still is somebody who doesn't exercise or my identity is still somebody who, you know, eats bad or, or on the opposite, like when I was the dieter, when I was getting out of the diet mentality, I would still sometimes go back into dieting and be like, see, I'm just, I'm always going to have a bad relationship with food. Um, so yeah, it's after the second or third stumble that it's the hardest. And that's one reason I'm such a fan of coaching, um, whether somebody coaches with me or another coach is because that coach is able to then walk you through that and help you learn from it without shame, without guilt, without judgment. And then you're able to keep going. It's so true. You know, it's, we get so excited when we try something you're like, yeah, I want to be the best with this brand new treadmill. I'm going to wear these new leggings I got, right? I'm going to read 58 books this year. (laughs) I downloaded the reading app. It's going to be great. And then you maybe get through half the book or you maybe, you know, start putting laundry over the treadmill or whatever the case may be. Cause we get so excited. We go on Amazon, buy all the new things and we don't stick up with it. Right. Because in my mindset is like you said, the stumbles, the new change in my life happened. So I wasn't able to do it. Right. The kids soccer game came late. So I wasn't able to prep best day. So now I can't do it tomorrow. And so all these things, life starts to happen. And so I think, like you said, like these stumbles in our lives that start to make it really hard. And I think going back to one of the things that you said is what is that one thing you can always go back to for Mm -hmm. you? You mentioned that breath, right? So I think that's so, so important. Sherry, as we sit here and talk, you know, you know, we have the listeners are all taking notes and they're just officially like, oh my God, I need everything that she's saying. What do you, how, you know, you said coaching, you said, um, you said, you know, speaking corporate events, is there, what is the best way for someone to contact you? The absolute best easiest is to email me and I give you this to put it in the show notes, but I'll spell it out uh, as well as people are listening. Sherry at theveriolife.com. So S-H-E-R-I at T-H-E-V as in Victor, I-R-E-O life.com. Amazing. And so like you said, they're going to be repeated in the show notes, wherever you're listening to, they'll be on the website, the post that you found this on the email, wherever you're listening to her email will be repeated for you as well. Yeah. And I mean, I'm all over social media. Feel free to connect and reach out with me there too. No, for sure. For sure. What is the one thing you want the listeners to take away from today? Can I give two? All right. I'll give two. Go ahead. <laughs> um, first thing I want you to get out of it is you can do this. You are not a failure just because you failed at something. Do not make that your identity. Your identity is somebody you have learned other things. You can learn how to make whatever wellness habits that you want to make. And the second thing I want you to take out is the small, 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 simple, simple, simple steps and making that a foundation. So I mentioned like the micro micro commitment is 
find something you know you can do no matter what. Like, I want to become a walker. Great. Put on your walking shoes. That is your micro commitment. Or I want to start drinking more water. Great. A water glass goes on your desk every day. You don't have to drink it. It just needs to be there. Just something you know you can do every day because then you begin to shift your identity to being someone who is like that. It's so, I, I wish we had more time for me. We can put the ringing back on for the identity piece because the identity piece is so important. That mindset, the way we view in ourselves, the way we're setting standards for ourselves, it's so, so important on how our habits and our, our actions are perceiving us. So I, I love that you kept using that word as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But before I let you go, you mentioned you listened to my episode. So you know what's coming next is yes. the lightning round. <laughs> All right, Sherry, are you ready? Yes. All right, awesome. Got some childhood questions. Did you Ooh, have oh <laughs> no trauma ones? No trauma ones. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I don't bring up anything. No. Um. So, what was there any stuffed animal or blanket or anything that you always had to have with you growing up? Raggedy Ann. Right. If you want, I will go run and get it so you can see it on this film. Yes. Still have it. Still have oh it. my god, that's amazing. Um, that's awesome. And for those of you who don't see, I'm a redhead. So Raggedy Ann was extremely appropriate for me to really like. I do remember. I actually forgot about her until you mentioned her. So I'm so glad that you brought her. <laughs> Stick with the childhood theme. What was your favorite childhood Halloween costume? Hobo. My cousins and I would all dress up in our grandfather's overalls, roll up the pants and everything, and we would all go as hobos together. Uh, what book are you currently reading? Letting Go. Oh, very nice. What movie could you watch on repeat? Pride and Prejudice. And I do watch that on repeat. <laughs> When you're having that moment where you just need to be by yourself and it's, you know, it's, it's fuzzy socks, it's blanket, heated blanket. What dessert are you bringing with you? Oh gosh. Okay. But here's, what's funny first. I know this is lightning round. This is not very lightning about this. <laughs> my, my mind immediately went to dark chocolate but then I went into analysis mode and I was like, well, dang, if I need to wind down, the caffeine and the chocolate's going to get me wired up. So it can't be chocolate. Um, honestly, if it's in that kind of mode, my dessert would have to be not a traditional dessert. It would be lavender tea. I like it. I'm, I'm a big tea fan. So I, I like that too. Dark chocolate, it's fine. You know, you know, you have that coziness. Yeah, Probably depends. Like if it's more, if it's a Saturday morning and I'm feeling like that, yeah, it's going to be chocolate. <laughs> I love it. We all have those moments. So I just got, you know, want to highlight those. Um, what uh, podcast do you listen to? Not like health related, which is like a, 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 a guilty pleasure podcast that you listen to. Hmm. You're going to have to edit out this long pause because I, all the podcasts I listen to tend to either be business, personal growth. Um, I don't listen to that many health and wellness ones because I disagree with so much of the stuff that's out there. <laughs> I love the laugh on your face. Um, but yeah, so it would, it would really, it would have to be more business and personal growth. So mm -hmm. right now I'm listening to Ascend the Hill with Jeremy Austell. 
I'm listening to Make Money as a Life Coach by Stacey Bayman. Um, those are two that hit on a regular repeat. Like that. No, it's awesome. Um, and then I'm thinking, let me give you one more. Let me think of one more. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I use this one a lot, but it's one of my favorites. If you had a boat with me, if you already do, what would be the name of the boat? Joanne. Joanne. May I ask why? It's my mom's name. Oh. Oh, it's so beautiful. All right. So we may think of one more. All right. The last one, I promise you. Who is the person that you call or text the most? Would have to be my husband. Yeah. And his, his office is right beside mine and we're constantly texting. <laughs> I love it. Sherry, I'm so excited we got to get you on here. I think we had a great conversation. So I just really appreciate you taking the time out, you know, in between all the things that you're doing. So I love it. Thank you. Thank you.